Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you choose to listen to the podcast, my name is Roman Hamilton. This is Season 2, Episode 25. With me today, we got the return of Mr. Nationwide. Nationwide, how you doing, bud? Listen, I got a phone call today. Look, no joke. I answered the phone. I was like, hello. And he's like, oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Brother Paul. Praise the Lord, Brother. And I'm like, I'm like, and... And this guy, when he calls, you know, sometimes he's just trying to make sure I'm not being Debbie Downer and lift me, lift me up because I have a lot going on. But this time he was like legit praising God to be praising God. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, he's like, I know you and Abernathy and Roman Hamilton had a hand in this. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, every summer, Judge Thomas takes these guys that are on like their last chance before they get sent off to pretty bad juvenile. He takes them to Indian Boundary for a week. It's like last chance campground. Well, Maney had taken a whole case of action Bibles up to Indian Boundary, mm-hmm. and Danny went to preach to these boys and was in such a hurry or was camp- something happened. He was camping or in a hurry. I don't know the whole deal, but he forgot to bring his Bible with him there to that place. And he saw the action Bible. And on the back, it says the greatest story ever told. And I reckon he got to preaching off that back of that action Bible about the greatest story ever told. Oh, really? Talking about the Lord. <laughs> and uh, he talking about Danny Strickland. Yes. This was, this was today. This happened today. And uh, we love Danny. And he's like, I need some of them Bibles. These boys are going to get sent off and I got to get them in their hand. I've got to get them. They're going, they'll understand this. It's like a comic book. It'll help them, you know. And he's uh, like, you got to get them. I'll be by the firework tent tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I said, I got a case of them. I'll take care of it. But he was so excited, you know, that uh, that he was going to get to get these Bibles into these boys' hands. He's like, man, they need a breakthrough from the Father. And praise God. The Word of God is the only thing that will cure a man. That yeah. word get on you, and then that spirit get in you, and you're changed. Transform you. Bottom line. So, hey, praise God. Thank thank God for Chris Manning, because that's his vision, Campfire Ministries. We got to get Chris on the show. I know. And, and, uh, and have him talk about Campfire, have him talk about the distribution of those action Bibles. He is sending those out. Everywhere. In, into the school systems and everywhere. And God has just opened that door of opportunity for him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what an amazing Amazing story that's happening there. Uh, but with us today, we've got a guy, and uh, we had him booked several months ago, and then uh, a, a, a tragedy struck my family. My grandmother passed away, um, and we we had to reschedule and get him back on. He's he's so booked, you know. This guy's hard to he's hard to get busy man, and he never really likes to draw too much attention to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he's on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but we brought us, we brought him in special. His name's Mr. Jake Evans. Jake, how you doing today? Doing well. Well, Jake, just tell us a little bit about yourself 
and uh, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, about, about your ministry, and uh, then we're just going to dive right into this topic because today is uh, is one you're not going to want to miss. So a little bit about Jake Evans. Jake, uh, let's see, I'm uh, Russell, Tennessee, born and raised in McMahon County. I married a young lady up here by the name of Brooke McKinnon, and that led me to Bethlehem Church. I was there for about 11 years, and now I... I'm serving as the discipleship pastor at Watson Chapel, Massonville or Sweetwater. About middle of the road there. Yeah, but I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know which one to do. Can't miss it. So. Yeah, uh, a little bit about Jake Evans. I was hoping for a little more. <laughs> well, I'm ready to get into that. Jake's ready to dive right in. Uh, now, for those of you who know Jake, you know Jake's one of the um, finest men around. Um, also, a pretty good musician in his own right. That's being modest, Roman. He could be professional. <laughs> I think you're right. Jake has. I, said, uh, I got my wife. Uh, hey, uh, one the looks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jake uh, and Jake, pretty accomplished athlete back in the day, right? I played. Uh, yeah, played all the way through my college years, Tennessee Tech University. Well. We're, we're glad to have you on the show and um, looking forward to, to discussing this with you now. Now, let me tell you, let me tell our listeners how this this episode came to be. Um, we're singing down down uh, downtown at the, the Christmas event and, you know, it's cold and we're just praising the Lord right there in, in this nativity scene. And I made a statement that I've always heard. And, you know, just kind of assumed that I've read it in Scripture, you know, because we, we we sometimes tend to just, like I said, you just kind of, you hear something so much and you just assume that it's in Scripture. And, um, and, and oh, we was getting ready to sing that song, I just, I speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. You know, there's power in the name of Jesus. And so, you know, we, we it was, it was great. People was praying over each other. And then uh, about the time I, I step off the stage, Jake said, uh, you know, that was good, but uh, you know that actually ain't in the Bible. <laughs> and just took me from this real big high right down to, you know, back down to the earth. And I said, yeah, it is. And uh, he said, well, no, it ain't. And 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 so, you know, that that led me and Jake talk about uh, um, a Bible study that Jake, that they do over at Watson Chapel. And y'all call it, uh, I'll let you share the name of it, Jake. Yeah, we had uh, we had approached it because uh, there, there's so many sayings that have trickled down through the years, and the uh, the actual statement was was you know at the name of Jesus demons have to flee. That was the exact statement. You remember, huh? Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and that's and, and you've heard that. You know what I'm saying? You've mm-hmm. heard that, and uh, and this is for one thing is for honestly sure I didn't approach you that night in the wrong spirit. You know, it's. Uh, Paul's already talked about it. I mean, it's it's the word, and I mean it's it it's about His word, and it's the power of God and salvation. The gospel is so. I mean, it's it. We have to be so accurate. Well, Paul told Timothy, he said, "Reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering." Yes, sir. Now that's not always easy. No, sir. And I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off right there, Jake. Mm-mm. But let me tell you something that is is um, a guilty pleasure of mine. When I like to watch TV. I like to watch cooking shows. You probably need to quit watching TV. Well, <laughs> <But> go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But, but the cooking shows, they're not, there's no vulgarity. 
There's no bad language, Mm -hmm. no sexual innuendos. Mm -hmm. I like to eat. Maybe I'm gluttonous. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, I... That's kind of a little side hobby that I have is I like to cook. And maybe one day I would even like to have my own food truck. But that's, you know, in the future. But one of the things that I've noticed about these cooking shows, Jake, is you have these professional cooks that always allow themselves to be critiqued. Mm -hmm. They prepare their meal. They don't need to prove themselves to anybody. They're already, they've already made it on TV, and most of them are quite successful. But usually before a panel of judges, they will present their dish, their item, and the judges will critique it. Mm-hmm. And, boy, there's been some times that they've been told that, hey, you, you missed the mark on this. You, you overcooked this, or this wasn't cooked properly. Um, you, add, you could add this seasoning. And the reason that those cooks do that is because they want to get better. They want to improve. Their, they want to learn from any mistakes that they have. And, you know, a lot of times as preachers and ministers and uh, uh, men of God, once we get to a certain level, we feel we're beyond reproach. Are y'all with me? Mm-hmm. We feel like, well, nobody can correct me. And so, Jake, whenever you actually said that to me, you know, it didn't offend me. If anything, I thought... How did I get that wrong, if anything, you know? Uh, I'll never forget my my grandfather, Gene Hamilton. Jake, it used to happen all the time whenever I – I used to, you know, when I would wear a front pocket shirt or, you know, wear the – after service, big man would always come up to him and he'd have something folded in paper and he'd, he'd say – he put it in my, he goes, you missed that one, old buddy. Mm-hmm. Or you you might want to go back and check this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm I'm used to being critiqued. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, but- no, it's fine. I mean, that's, you know, that's why elders established in the church. Uh, that's why, that's why Timothy, you know, had Paul. It's Paul and Barnabas and then Paul and Silas. And then you got Paul who also went and approached Peter. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's something that, I'm speaking very limited because I've not been in every fellowship, but it's definitely something that has lacked. Uh, that, that, oh, definitely. That I have seen. A uh, preacher gets behind the pulpit and, and he has all authority. That, that is inaccurate. Um, I've seen, you know, in, in my time, and, and one thing for sure is I don't put anybody under a magnifying glass that I don't put myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to stand up to you. And, and approach you with things that, that I've not approached in myself. And furthermore, I, I didn't go from that meeting and tell other people what you said. I told you what you said. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and if, you, if, if that is your, if that's your <clears throat> convictions, I can rest assure you, you you're not going to be well-liked and you're not going to be invited in too many places. But of a truth is if it's the most important message that's ever been told, like you and it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, th- the gospel more, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. There's more to it, you know, than, than you know, these one line sermons. Yeah. Uh, get the context right. Understand who we're talking to, why we're talking that way. Uh, uh, read that text in light of that chapter, in light of that book, in light of the New Testament or the Old Testament, wherever you're at. Um, and, and we're called to hold each other accountable that way. Uh, we're called to be that. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through. I, I've got about four, four or five points right here. And I'm gonna go through them, and then after I form that thought, I'll stop, and that way you can, uh, y'all can, tell me to leave or, <laughs> or, 
or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever we need to do. Well, I'm anxious to learn for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so you, you go ahead. You share well, share your heart. One thing that, <clears throat> and, and, to, and to start it is that I want to I want to hone in really on and, and and I'm guilty of this as well. I'm, I don't have all the answers, uh, but I've went back. Have you ever went back and listened to your own sermons? Oh yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm telling you, I hate it with a passion. Uh, just like this podcast, you know, like you guys sound normal, but when I go listen to this podcast <laughs> in your mind, I'm going to sound like an alien or something. It's just, I, I can't stand that, you know, about listening to yourself. But I always go back and, and there's things that I've said in, in, in the correction that, that, you know, that I was given to you. I'm going to share with you something that I said from a pulpit that was inaccurate. And nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. Uh, I wish they had of. You know what I'm saying? But I went back and I didn't feel comfortable after that fact, and, and I didn't understand why. And uh, I went back and I listened to my own sermon. This would have been about uh, maybe three years ago, and I hate it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I hate it. And if uh, <clears throat> anybody from Bethlehem Church can erase that thing, I, I'm not, you know, cause, cause I can't stand <laughs> please. it. Please. <laughs> he said, please. Yeah, because, I mean, guys, it's got to be right. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be right. And, yeah. and I'm not I'm not here presenting perfectionism. I'm, I'm not here none of that. But, I mean, we should do the due diligence, and we should surround ourselves with other men of God that is approaching this the exact same way. And one thing, too, is like when you go to 1 Corinthians, I'll, I'll get to this thought. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and the stewards of the mysteries of God Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found, first and foremost, a man be found faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Uh, so often we look to a preacher or a pastor or a teacher or a leader, and uh, we speak of things like they, you know, the leadership, uh, the charisma, the talent, the et cetera, the et cetera. And you will find that that does not fall into any of these lists. Uh, you know, you know, God calls the man, and it's a calling before it's for it's anything perfected uh, in your performance. Yeah. He perfects his work because he's Christ, the mm. Son of the Living God. So you see that it says found faithful. Now, but with me, he says it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. So what, one thing that's happening right here in Corinthians is uh, they're questioning the things that Paul has said or who Paul is or the intents of Paul, what he represents. And he's making this comment that it's so profound because he said it is a small thing. Now, how many times have anybody said anything to you and you get upset? <laughs> how many times has somebody corrected you? Or how many times has somebody even in the right spirit or the right way trying to help you? And I'm guilty as well. I mean, we're prideful men. It's one thing that we deal with. How many times has somebody approached you and said, you know what, Pastor? I would really like for you to expound on what you said a little more. And you leave that setting and you go home and just like that guy that stuck that in your pocket, you know, there might have been times you're like, I wish he'd quit. You know, there's probably times you left and you're like, I don't know what his problem is, but he's wearing me out. And and so all Paul says that's a small thing. I mean, it is a small if we live transparent and there's light in every corner of our lives. When we stand up behind a pulpit or a podium or our jobs or anywhere that we're at as representatives of Christ Jesus, then we will stand there understanding that we're there for one purpose. And it's not to be smart. It's not to be the best preacher. I don't care who's the best preacher. Mm -hmm. I thank God for men that God has used to bring people to come to know Christ. So Paul says it's a very little thing. And then he goes on and he says... Uh, 
I should uh, that I should be judged you or or man's judgment. He said, or any of y'all. It's a small thing you got something to say to me. It's a small thing that any of y'all got anything to say. He says, I judge not my own self. Now here's this is key, verse four. For I know nothing by myself, yet I am not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. So here's the the point. Mm. It's a small thing I'm judged of you. He said, I don't know anything right now in my present life that that I that I I've got going on. I, I can't think of anything right now that I, I need to repent of. I can't. I, I don't know. I'm not sure of anything right now that is an issue in my life. But he said, just by that does not mean that I'm scotch free. And he gets to this point. He says, it's Christ that knows all things. Now, as we present truths and as we present gospel, we understand that you know, in in a statement that you make that is really not accurate, but yet your answer to me was, well, I could probably glean it. Well, that's a lot of the issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, if we can glean things, but the point is, is like you know, it's a small thing that, that that really we should put each other on the chopping block when it comes to God's word. Uh, I'm I'm very, I don't know how familiar y'all are, but uh, John MacArthur in, in a great work uh, that he's done and the ministries that he has, uh, you cannot deny how God has used him. Uh, whether you agree with all his doctrine or his teachings, or you don't. I mean, he has been a voice in our generation that we can look up to. And he's surrounded by men that hold him accountable. He's surrounded by men that hold him accountable. And uh, so often I have found in churches, especially in small country churches, uh, you you leave that setting and you go out and, and the, it's always, well, my preacher said this. And it's in... in, in you almost want to ask, okay, well, what's the, okay, where at? What's the chapter? What's the verse? I'd, I'd mm -hmm. like to know. Oh, well, I don't know. But my preacher always said. And uh, one thing that's happened in these sayings that come along through life, and uh, that, that one about uh, the Satan, the demons have to flee, we're going to really pick that one apart because I, I believe I have found where that has come from. I'm glad you're going to dissect that <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I was hoping to, so I'm going to let you go at it. But, Paul, before he, before Jake dives in, let's get some thoughts from you real quick. Anything on your end, or are you just listening today? I'm just listening today. I mean, there's a there's several phrases. That, I'd like to look at a couple. Uh, like, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's uh, that's, that's not, close, but not, not the cake. It, it actually <laughs> says, he that... Spares rod hateth his child. That's right. Um, Proverbs fourteen. Something. Yeah. The money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money. I mean, all uh, all these things. And 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 here's the thing about it. I kind of liked every one of them, though that you said. You know, and I could get on board with any of them. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Like you said, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of this has been driven home from behind the pulpit and. Lack of being self-motivated or being wanting to know the Lord more or wanting to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Lack of study. We just take his word and go. Yeah, for sure. And listen, taking somebody's word and going can lead you straight to the pits, man. Mm. And, and, and people don't understand, you know, the severity of it. So uh, Danny Strickland, back to him. I know this, this is like shout out the Danny episode, but I remember the first time any of this got brought to my attention. He said, you know. What do you think, old buddy? The, the Lord won't never put more on you than you can handle. 
And then he slapped me on the back with his uncontrollable strength since he's seven foot two, about locked a lung out. And he goes, ha, 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 that ain't true. That ain't the word of God. No, it's not. It's and not uh, so, <laughs> and then that about five years ago got me digging into the little bit of this. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we've always been taught that, yeah. that we've always believed that are not in the word. And nobody knows because let's be real. How many people really study? How many that, people really search? That's why accountability is huge in the yeah, local church. So. Right. And 2 Timothy 2, 15, mm-hmm. study to show. to show yourself approved unto God. Mm-hmm. Yes. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. You know, Jake, whenever you <clears throat> whenever you said that to me, there was a little bit of me that, you know, my pride got deemed. Oh, I've seen your eyes. A little, a little bit. <laughs> when I look into your eyes. You know, but, <laughs> but, but I have God. made it part of my ministry, oh, apologetics. Lord. Is is a big is a big part of of my ministry. Self reflecting is a big part of my mm. ministry. Jake, I'll never forget whenever I went to Altoona Baptist Church, got to um, minister the whole week at a uh, at a Bible school, and you know I just shared my heart. And I was young; I was just maybe eighteen, nineteen years old, still young, raw in the ministry. They'd give me about fifteen minutes each night to share with the kids. And it was, a, you know, a, adults, and it was just the whole the whole congregation. After it was over, I had an elder come up to me, and he said, uh, he said, brother, I want you to know you're on the right track, and you're doing a good job, but there's just one thing that you need to correct. And I said, well, what, what is it, sir? Just, and he goes, you know. I was like, oh, well, no, I don't know. You know. Hmm? He goes, because you said it about 500 times. <laughs> and... And I got to thinking to myself, oh my goodness, you know, when I'm preaching, yeah, I'll say, you know, yeah. And as yeah. I as I listen to the podcast, there's little things that I'll ha- yeah. I'll say and do mannerisms. Okay, yeah. Yeah. now now let me let me take it one step further. Okay, especially around here, we think that somebody really gets in the spirit when they start hacking. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, is hacking biblical? Or is it just a mannerism or weakness of man? I mean, it just you know to, to preach it, the the definition that you know the biblical definition is to cry out, and I, I mean if you have to hack to get your breath, I, I don't know. And one thing too, Roman, that, that I'm 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 pretty you know straight on is uh, mannerisms. Uh, it, that that's differences in people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's there's things that I, I've never hacked. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not saying that I would. But you know what I'm saying? Like your style and this guy's style and, and we get, you know, sometimes overboard in, in some of our preferences. Uh, for for sure. I've heard uh there's a there's a there's a man that that's a pastor of a church and uh he, he's different. He's different. He don't hack. Uh he may not yell. I don't know. I hadn't really listened to anything said, but uh, there's people who says he's not a preacher because he don't you see what I'm saying? And and and, and in those things, that's fickle. For the most part. Well, I know as a kid, we used to have some hacking preachers around here. Yeah. And we used to count them. How many times? We'd count the hacks. Yeah. And I'd say if any, if most people are honest, you like you count. And I'll, there are several other preachers, especially in this area, and um, they will say the magic word, words, in what? in that. Beloved. In that. Yeah. Beloved. 
We're glad in we're glad in that you chose to be in the oh, house of the Lord. Come on, we're getting off. We're, we're getting off. Just, just here's here's the thing though. It's it's the in that a work uh, in I that, know what you're talking about. What give me the the prime example? They'll say of that, they'll say brother. I'm thankful that we're here in that in, in that, that in that the house of the Lord. In that we're glad that you hit. We just prayed in that that the Lord will be glorified in that through the Holy Word. Yeah. And you'll listen. You start going, "Oh my gosh!" And now people are going to hear. You'll hear it now. Oh, yeah. you'll hear it. Now. I'm gonna but, smack you. But it's but it's I'm, like this. Every time you know, I go now, here's the thing, Jake. I don't want my weakness to draw attention to to me. Well, that's, yeah, you know, I, I don't that. want my flesh to draw attention to me. I want whatever I do. He must increase, and I mm-hmm. must decrease. Mm-hmm. And so we study to sh- so that we need not be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Rightly dividing the word of truth. When, when I minister the gospel, it's like Jake said, it's the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And so my prayer is that God would anoint me so that I can speak his word. And Roman just disappears. Yeah. yeah. That this flesh doesn't receive any glory. Yeah. You know what that's I'm saying? A, that's a that's a life of continual repentance. And, 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 and humbleness. I mean, and, is that, you know, is that something that's not everybody's going to strive for that, Jake? But mm-hmm. the Bible says strive for the mastery. No, I, I have not really. Mastery, uh, you know, I really hadn't. Picked up, you know, on much. Of you will now. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, it's a uh, the spirit, you know, bears witness for sure. And you know, when Paul jumped up on the the park bench at Mars Hill, I mean, you know, what I'm saying, I, yeah. he spoke a word with that, authority, that, that comes boldness, straight from you know the throne, and, and that's that's what matters. And and so the next point of it is in that I want to get us to is if y'all, you know, if our words matter, and they do. Because it's it's our word should reflect the word, and, and we know that the word is Jesus Christ. The other point that, that one thing I want to share with y'all: when you get to the fall in the garden in Genesis chapter three, and uh, you read what uh, what Jesus or what God had said to Adam, and He said, "Now the tree of the fruit." What did He tell him? He said, "Don't eat it." Don't eat it. What did Eve said? Well, Satan said. Did God say? I can't remember what Eve said. But but see, it's it right here. Let me read it. And then God has said, uh, verse. Let's just take a read in verse one. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senor Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mecapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senor Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. Now the serpent, more subtle than any beast of the field, and the Lord God had made. And keep this in mind, keep this in mind with our words. A lot of times we look for the Antichrist uh, to be the horn-bearing, red-tongued uh, Satanist that you would see. But, but in truth, the lying spirit that is of Satan, the father of lies, liar from the beginning, is uh, he wants that thing to be as close to accurate 
as you can. But but we have to understand that 99% uh, truth is still 100% a lie. So it's either all or it's nothing. So if you were Satan, you remember the years ago, I can't remember his name, Fire the Devil. It was the 1960s. uh, uh, he always finishes uh, commentary with like "Good day." Or, Paul remember, Harvey. Paul Harvey. <laughs> if I were the devil. If I, I were the devil. That. Yeah, and and you you can go Google that and look that up. That's I mean it, it it's eerie when you look at today's world. It was eerie when you looked at it in the two thousand or the nineties. But you see, um, the best thing that that Satan does against us is he wants us wants us as a believer or as a unbeliever to believe that we're right in what we are. Because as long as we feel, and that's that's key, because that's that's why our words have to be so accurate. Because your feelings, the Bible talks about your heart is deceptive. Oh yeah, mm. uh, it's wicked above all things. Yep. And a lot of times in churches, if you ask people, you say, "Well, how do you know that you're saved?" The first thing they're going to tell you is, "I, f- I feel it." You know, ask me in three days, and I may be feeling something different. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be cautious with your emotions. So Satan works in that realm. If he can get you to where you feel something or he can get you to where, you know, just that little edge of one thing that, that does take place or one thing does place. In this example, he says, Yea, God has said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, that's, that's what, and the woman said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but, verse 3, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. Now, if you go back into the previous chapter, God didn't tell Adam he couldn't touch it. He said, don't eat it. Now, obviously, he's saying you're going to make a big deal out of something that's not, but of a truth, I want you to get here with me. He told him, if God said, Jake, don't eat the fruit. Don't eat it. You've got no business touching it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those two would line up. But in this instance, when, when you got the Satan right here in front of Eve, and he's trying to... Uh, trick her he's, he, he's trying to make a falsehood and what he does is, is he makes it so accurate as he can to the <laughs> truth that you can't discern the two but he said hold on hath god really said so now it goes back to he's questioning the authority of god by his what by his word yeah and we're ministers of that word so mm-hmm. words matter Yep. So he gets to this point, and he says, and she says, it shall not touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. So then, so, so you see right there, if if Eve is dealing with temptation in the garden, and it's, it's pride. It's it's what it comes out to be, and we, we know that Satan says you'll be like God. And, you know, we find in where, you know, Romans chapter 1, they exchanged the truth for a lie. Mm-hmm. I believe with all my heart that lie that they've exchanged for the truth is this, you will be God. And, uh, and all our sin comes from us wanting to serve ourselves instead of Christ. So in this instance right here, and you got her, she's sitting there, and, and it, it, was, it was fair. It was fair to see. It was good to look upon. And all these senses, the smell, the taste, the touch. And, and what if she just reached up and what if, what if she touched it? And then in that moment right there, she didn't die. But in this text, she says that he said that if I touch it, I'll die. But when we find where God spoke to Adam, he didn't say that. He said, if you eat it, you'll die. So Satan is the best at what he does. Manipulation. Mm. And I'm talking about, here's, here's the truth of it, Roman. And this is where I get to with, with, with a lot of the things that we say. So at the, at the name of Jesus, all demons have to flee. Which in the Bible, they... You know, Jesus talked to demons. So 
you know, there was a relationship there that he spoke to him. He cast them out. Uh, they didn't run off. I mean, they, they did. They recognized him for who he was. And I can, uh, I can remember as a young child, uh, and I heard that. I heard that. And I can remember being scared in the dark by myself. Cracked that door open. Can't get the light to turn on. And what did independent Baptist five-year-old Jake do? In Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus. You look around. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> And, um, and and a lot of this and all this spurs from 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 self comfort. Now it's, it, it does. Who doesn't want to be healed? You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to not have to deal with a lot of these cares of this life? So you hear those things like just at the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. Well, you've got this individual who would think that they're dealing with depression, or they're they're fearful, you know, anxiety, and uh, they're dealing with something, and, and that's a re- that's a real issue. It's been looked over for for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a different uh, perspe- perspective on it than I do now, is because God showed me what that was about, and I thank God for that. So I look at it now as that that's a real issue. So you got someone dealing with this, and and they relate that to demons. They relate it to demons, uh, melancholy. Uh, it was named that back, I think, the sixteenth of because people didn't know what to name uh, the mental health issue. And uh, so they, they come up with those things. But but in the, the church world, it was demonic. In the church world, it, it's you have a demon. And uh, that's where a lot of these guys on television started making money by casting them dudes out. But if you showed mm. up, you know, and you wasn't on the script, you didn't get to see the man. And, and you've got a man right here or a woman that is absolutely broken over what's happening in their life. And then you got a man of God standing up there and they're looking for help and they want truth and they want anything to, to, to alleviate this problem that's in their life. And we say these statements like, uh, you know, if God brought you to it, he'd bring you through it. No, actually people died. No, actually missions, uh, people get on planes and, and go to third world countries and get off the plane and they die. And if God brought them to that, you, you don't think he would bring them through. See, so we put so much emphasis on what our will and our wants are in the situations that we will misinterpret the word of God for the sake of comfort. Mm-hmm. For the sake of comfort. It's not my job to make you feel better about yourself. It's my job to preach truth. And the only joy that's worth having in life has nothing to do with the words of Roman or Jake or Paul. Joy comes from Christ. Mm, The joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm -hmm. There's only one thing that's going to mean anything when death is knocking at your door or the cancer diagnosis comes in or your parents are going through a divorce or all hell's breaking loose in your life. There's only one thing that's going to matter. And my statements about comfort will eventually fade and fail. But what never fails is the perfected Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that saved my life. And no matter what happens, no matter what happens, you can't take that away from me. Preach that, son. So as we make those comments, and like we see right there in Genesis chapter 3, Satan is so good. Satan is so good. Peter's following along Jesus Christ. He says, people say that I am. Uh, John, uh, the prophets, nice, and he yeah. said, no, no, no. He says, hold up, who do you say? Mm-hmm. Thou art the son of the living God. And Jesus said, man, bingo. Mm-hmm. He oh. said, let me tell you something. You didn't Flesh come up with this on your own. Yeah. You. you didn't come up with this on your own. And he don't take 10 more steps. And he said, I'm going to have to die on the cross for the atonement of our sins. Peter says, no, 
Not I on my watch. <laughs> Not and on my watch. He turns around and what does he say to him? You don't even know what spirit you're of. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. You see how fast in that moment. So don't tell me, don't tell me that we're not fallible. You know what I'm saying? Then he goes on to denies him. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. He told him, he said, Lord, I'll go with you both into, into death and prison. So he you said, enter in the ministry. How much do we need him? Every day, every hour. Yeah, how much do we need it to be right? You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, right. God, there's, right. there's no room. And, and, and on our best day, we're going to mess something up. Yeah. But that does that should never become our excuse. And that should and, and there should be a desire in us. He looked at those boys and he says, Be you perfect as the Father's perfect. And he's talking about being complete, mm. being holy. He's called us to a holy life. He's called us to a holy living. Who can accomplish that? So how much more do we need Christ in every aspect of our life? Comments. I think about um the, the Bible says that we should rightly divide the word of truth so that the man of God can be thoroughly furnished yep. unto all good works, thoroughly fur- that you'll have all the equipment that you need to get the job done. Paul, you, you know, uh, you're a professional, you're a, you know, working um, uh, the electrical business. There's probably some very specific tools that you need <coughs> to get the task done when you say, uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I thought about it earlier, you know, when he was talking, even with what he does, you know, with dirt work or whatever, if you're not, if you really don't know what you're doing, you're going to jam some stuff up, maybe get somebody killed. You How know? many trucks do you guys have? Uh, 10. 10 trucks, maybe. you know, and I'm sure that there's probably a, a, a piece of a specialty tool that you guys have that you've probably got on every truck because you know that those oh, guys yeah. are going to need that throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, you don't yeah. just have it on one truck or you know, the guys go out to the job and then they, hey, we need that tool. Well, it's at the office. Yeah. You want them to be thoroughly furnished so that. Highly when, equipped. Highly equipped so that when they're there in the moment, they've got what they need. Yeah. Spiritually, that's, we are to be equipped so that in the moment we, we're to be able to minister the gospel. That's what we've been called to well, be. Well, Jake said it best. I mean, it's all about comfort, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's comfortable. I mean, here's, and I want people to understand this. We're by no means saying that faith is not alive. It, it, you know, if, if the Lord wants to heal a man from being sick, he, he'll do it. You know, we're not, we're not doubting any of that. We're just saying, hey, there's a lot of times uh, this uh, blab it and grab it, uh, as I call it, <laughs> the, the name it and claim it gospel. The fallibility this, of man. This prosperity thing, it's, it, it's, it's came from some of this muddy stuff. And it's came to the limelight, and, and as he was saying too about, you know, uh, the Antichrist, it, thinking it's the red tongue and the horn. It, it's going to be somebody that 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 people put trust in that can quote scripture that they mm-hmm. think God, this guy's for real. But because they don't study, because they've not spent time in the Word, because uh, you know, the Bible says, "My sheep know my voice, and another they won't follow." Mm-hmm. You know. How many? How many of us are truly trying to be be the sheep of the of the shepherd? You know, it, it's it's trendy to come in on Sunday morning, but it ain't trendy to come in on Wednesday. It ain't trendy to to go to prayer meeting. It ain't trendy to to open this book up every day and read it for at least ten to fifteen minutes a day. And that's that's not even you know if you want to get real technical about you know a tenth of 
all of our finances are supposed to go to him as, as our tithe, not counting the offering. Well, what about a tenth of our time? Hallelujah. Nobody does that, mm. you know? And, um, we all want to go to heaven and everybody knows Jesus that I meet anymore, but nobody wants to live a separated life. Right. So well, say so here's a, the other point about this is, is, you know, talking about the things that we say, uh, the accountability is key in, in men, uh, seeking and searching out the accuracy is key. I want to read y'all this. It's a it's Shane Wood in the book between two trees, uh, quote, when Adam and Eve ate, the fruit, they were not merely disobeying a command. Although indeed they were, they were not just committing an indiscretion, although indeed they did. The action was more dire, the result was more severe, for sin is willful union with something or someone other than God, unquote. Mm. Sin mm. is willful Union, so what, what? What's he saying? She made a choice. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if Satan has anything to do with it, if Satan has anything to do with it, Roman, what we say that is inaccurate will be the very thing that that lying spirit will grab a hold to and try to build a relationship on. Yeah, and what they're building relationship on is something the preacher said instead of what God's done. Yeah. Now the other point that I want to tell you, John chapter 14, he talks about the advocate and the Holy Spirit from the Father and on sin. And what is he, he tells us right there that he will teach you all things. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as we approach this, we always, we always have to go back to, to, to it. we do have tools, we do have the, the assets, we do have the promises of God. But, but more than anything, more than anything, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that teaches us in all things. So you're not going at this alone. You have that supernatural being inside of you, the same God that said, let there be light. Mm. It's the same God that spoke into your heart the existence of life eternal. But as a church, if we try to grab on to the things that comfort us without, without the things that draw us to the table, that bring us to repentance, God is a God of love. And, and that's that's one thing that we say so often, but but what about the wrath? Mm-hmm. He's not all love and no wrath. He's he's not wrath separate from love. See, we can be angry one day and happy the next day. God is not that. Yeah, His love is is complete, just as complete as His wrath. And here's here's another point that uh, that I want to get to, and I'm, I'm asking for more. Take, go to uh, Ephesians chapter four. You know this one. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we've talked about this. It's going to round it all together. For perfecting the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Roman, that does not just entail you coming in here every Sunday and me telling how great you are. Yeah. I'm saying? That's not just the pampering the hind end and... I mean, I'm saying if there's something that you see in my life, when we say that, you know, hey, get the, the beam and the moat, and we love that text because that puts us above any uh, judgment. or the, we, we say that so you can't say anything about me. But if you read the rest of that, it, it doesn't say you don't go to your brother. It says you, you get yourself, make sure you're right with God, yeah. but you still approach your brother. Mm-hmm. That's edifying the body of Christ. Uh, we want, I don't want just me to... to 
to draw. I want everybody around me to be there. Is mm-hmm. it not better that way? You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I want that till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth no more children, here it is, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of dark, by the slight of man, cunning, crab, whereby they lie in wait. If you stood up in this mm, pulpit at your good. church and said something you should say, you would pray to God that every elder at this church or deacon, or I'm not sure how your leadership is set up, but you should pray to God that those men with love in their heart are approaching you before you can get out the back door. Mm-hmm. That's the love of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often we say he loves you in your sin. He don't leave you. And no matter what you've done, I believe all that with all my heart. But sanctification is just as real as justification. Yeah. So you've got justification and dwelling the Holy Spirit in a man's life. And if that's all God does, then he's not the God of this Bible. Because he says, what I start, I finish. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he who begun a good work, and you will finish it to the day of redemption. If sanctification is not just as real of a process as justification, a prayer that you prayed one day, or that moment that we all talk about, if God is not just as real in your life today as he was at that moment, then I dare say you may have a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. All these things that we say, there's no way. I'm going to finish with this and ask you all for some comments. Verse 15. No, no. Tossed to and fro back in 14 and carried about every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking truth in love. And and so often we'll stop right there. You know, hey now, brother, I'm just speaking truth in love. You know, don't don't get upset, don't get mad, speaking truth in love. But notice the, the second part of the verse. May grow up. Yeah. Mm. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why don't you grow up a little? That they may grow up into him in all things. He's the head of the body. Yeah. Even Christ. Our words, our words. Anybody hearing this, you know what I'm saying? Anybody listens to this? Any questions? Anybody would have, I don't care who you are. Come find me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I'm not the boogeyman. Uh, do I do I want to be accurate? Absolutely, I do. I got invited to a church locally, and I went to that church, invited to sing, and I sat there and I listened in, in that church, and, and it wasn't a great big congregation, and I heard things as I sat there um, about you know prayer kind of being a performance, your faith kind of being a performance, and uh, if you're good enough, or if you've worked hard enough at it, or if you believed enough, or your faith enough, or you're this enough, or you're that enough, that's actually damning. Because at the end of the day, none of us is, is enough. Right. And if he's God, he's still God, whether I'm struggling or I'm not. You show me a man who has everything in his perfect health, and he's worshiping God, and you show me another man who has absolutely nothing and no help, and I would dare ask you which one has more faith. Mm. See what I'm saying? And I went to this fellowship, and that's what I heard. And man, I was just sitting there listening. I was like, good grief, because I've been through that. I have walked through that myself about how, hey, look, <laughs> he says, ask anything granted according to his will. And uh, he defines what his will is for us in, in several places, one namely being our sanctification in First mm-hmm. Peter, about anything according to his will. And when, when you're drawn nigh to him, like James says, he's drawn nigh to you, you will pray according to his will. Yeah. I mean, your desires are his desires. Your desires aren't a new vehicle. 
You want what he wants. How many times have you heard, uh, I'm going to farm in heaven? If you're going to heaven to farm, Christ is not your Lord, farming is. Mm. I mean, get some. We've got so many things that we say, and we've humanized the Word of God, and we've humanized from pulpits. And I'm not going to heaven to get a chef's kitchen and a street of gold, although that talks to the splendor of God. I want to see him as he is. You know what I'm saying? And I went to that church, and I heard that performance spill, and and I left there, and I, I stood out on the back porch, and I said, Lord, let one of them boys come out here. <laughs> and they didn't. And uh, I, I, what, I didn't want to argue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm telling you, I, I was convicted over what I'd heard. And uh, I, I text them, and I said, and I, it's still on my phone. And I, I'm pretty sure it got sent around, but that's all right. Uh, screenshotted and sent to other people. But uh, I texted him, and I said, uh, man, I, I don't believe like you. I don't believe like you believe, but I would love to sit down and talk about why. That's all I said. And man, I got demonized for that. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh, those statements that I heard, I, 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 they're, they're not accurate, man. You know what I'm saying? It rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're putting so much weight and uh, you've, you've drawn so close that now you've got some magical power. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and like I said, it, it, what happens when uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and, uh, and, and God answers prayers. I believe that with all my heart. And I'm going to pray because I want him, you know what I'm saying, in every situation. And I've never prayed for anything more in my life than my mother to get out of that bed. Never prayed for anything more in my life. And she didn't. She didn't. She died. And I threw my hands up. I said, if this is what this is about, I'm out. Mm-hmm. If you need good people, Lord, then why am I here and you take her? I mean, I, I, I dealt with that. I struggled with that. But I come to the realization, <laughs> woo, <clears throat> man, it's his plan. Mm-hmm. And God received the glory out of my mom dying of cancer in my life, in her life. Would it have been awesome if mom was still here? Absolutely. But what what's even more awesome to me is, if she's up there with him, and if she had the chance to come back for me, my kids, her grandkids, any of that, she would not pick no. a single one of us over where she's at, including my father. That's true. See what I'm saying? Your words matter. Well, the sufferings of this present world, Jake, are not even worthy to be compared mm-hmm. no. to the glory uh-uh. that awaits. That's true. Guys, if we could just think about that for a moment. Suffering in this world, why do we suffer? I'll tell you why, because we live in a fallen creation. For sure. Yeah. And the suffering, God always, you know, we could do a podcast on why does God allow suffering. But in short, the suffering should weaken our dependence on the world and strengthen our dependence on God. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're suffering, hopefully you say, God, I need you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I need you now. Mm -hmm. Right? So the suffering should should direct our attention, our focus to God. Um, Jake, I still feel like we've got a lot to unpack here, but we're going to try to land this plane. Um, Right there in Ephesians chapter 4, you was talking about, uh, you know, carried to and fro everywhere. What are you talking about? The slide of men and cunning 
craftiness, whereby they wait, lie in wait to deceive. I believe that there are some false prophets out there. And the Bible says that there'll even be false prophets that'll show signs and wonders. Yeah. And if possible, they'll even deceive the, the very, very elect. elect. So I've cautioned people when you see something, you know, it's about signs and wonders and, and very showy and very outwardly. Yeah. That's you might want to pump the brakes on that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if if you're, if you're in it for the signs and the wonders, I, can God do signs and wonders? Absolutely, but we have to we have to be cautious. You know, we got to know what the Word of God says. Um, and I think that there's sometimes that there are men who intentionally manipulate. And then there's guys who just, for lack of a better word, they just may not know any better. For sure. You know sure. what I mean? But so, you know, uh, the one should be addressed the same as the other. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, and 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 thank you for uh, for for bringing to my attention, um, you know, my error, my my mistake. Well, let me tell you where you got that. Let me tell you where you got. Yeah, let's, I was gonna I was gonna get to that, and and I remember I told you because she was like, where, "Where is that? Where is that?" And I was like, "I believe I could probably get close, and I probably could." could I can it. fish around long enough. And so we're gonna we're gonna try to get there. So go ahead. The uh, Martin Luther, the reformer. Okay, Martin Luther, he wrote a hymn, and in that hymn that's been sung, let me find it right here. I can't navigate my. As quick as you can. It's okay. I can. Do you do you preach with your smartphone? I have a tablet. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Is that but, bib, is that biblical? <laughs> it's got the word on it. I, I don't preach from a scroll. Hide in your heart, bro. Hide in your heart. <laughs> Verse three. Where at? Uh, quote. Where yet? Dude, I'm in Martin Luther. I'm out of the Bible. You said verse three. Well, there's three verses in a song. Okay, so go from there. <laughs> Good grief! This is a song. Uh, a mighty fortress is our God, written in fifteen something. Uh, verse 3, this is what Martin Luther says. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. And here's here's it is. One little word shall fail him. and uh, And people have taken that. That one little word, and they've you know no other name given among men whereby you must be saved. Uh, we know that he says in Jesus' name arise. You know what I'm saying? We know that we pray in Jesus' name, but in that in that comment about the name of Jesus, it's not just speaking <coughs> Jesus. It's the authority and the person and the work of who Jesus is. Mm. So when he says this in in this hymn that so many people have quoted through the years, that one little word, and they say, well, that, that one little word has to be Jesus. And I believe with all my heart that that one little word is liar. And I know we don't have time, but I'd love to go to Revelations. Who accuses you? Who's the accuser? Accuser of the brethren. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who is he? Satan. He's a liar. Yeah. And then one of these days, I'm going to stand before Christ. And, and, I, and there's plenty to accuse me of. Yeah. But he's a liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. And when God sees me, he sees the blood of his precious son. Mm-hmm. And how, how am I going to plead when Satan's over there saying he's guilty? He's guilty. I've been saved and set deep. I've been saved and set free by the blood of the Lamb. So at the name of Jesus, all demons run off. Can't get there. So let yeah, let me, at Paul, we haven't heard for you in a while. 
Oh, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, just keep going. All right. So that's not entirely biblical that demons will flee at the name of Jesus. I've had to correct myself time to, you know, since then, because I've wanted to say it because I've, I've said it so, so common, but I'm going to make that, you feel better. Roman. I've said it. Well, that's, that's, that's a false and unbiblical notion. And, and you see, that's the thing. Like I will open myself up for critique and rebuke yeah. because you know where I'm going to take it right back to Jake, yeah. the word of God. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not all about this. Well, well, Papa said, or, well, my preacher said, what does the word of God say? You know what I mean? And I'm not, I haven't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect yet. So um, proof number one is Acts chapter number 19, seven sons of Sceva. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Them old boys. Uh, they were doing it. Sons of just Jewish <laughs> priests. And uh, they tried to cast out this demon out of this man. I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And, right. and the demons answered him and said, we know Jesus, yeah, and we, we know Paul. We don't know you. Who are you? We don't know you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Bible says that that evil spirit leaped on them and subdued them all, overpowered them, and they left naked and wounded. Son just took the clothes off and hey, beat man, them up. and Got their hind ends whooped. They, at the name of Jesus. But where did I get that? That's the thing. Where did I get that at the name of Jesus? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. It's right here. Um. James chapter 2, verse 19, and James chapter 4, verse number 7. You believe that there's one God, you do yes, well. Yeah. Even the demons believe yep. and tremble. It's true. The ESV says shudder. Mm-hmm. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to, to God. Resist, Resist the, devil, the devil, and he'll flee from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Now, Jake, you talked about little five-year-old Jake. I can remember 17, 18, 19-year-old Roman when I'm going through uh, high school and I'm battling with the flesh and the things of this world and I'm becoming a young man and I see what all my friends are doing and I know what the flesh wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to pray, Jesus, I submit to you. God, I submit to you, you know, in Jesus name. And no, it just, no, yeah, but, but that's accurate. Right, right. That's accurate. That's submission to the word. That's and submission to, to and, the word. And you of can and, and and as you as you start studying that word, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'd get my Bible out and I'd start reading it. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? The enemy, the enemy would leave. That's that's the resistance. That, you know what I mean? And so is it biblically accurate to say at the name of Jesus, demons will flee? Not entirely accurate. But we do see evidence right here that when you <clears throat> Submit yourself to God. Drawn out of God, mm-hmm. He'll draw out of you. Yeah. Resist the devil. The Bible says He will. He will flee from you. So, I guess I kind of connected yeah. those two for sure. But you got to you've got to submit yourself right. unto the Lord. And, and every it's not one just of those at the name is, of Jesus is relationship. Yeah, everything that you just read speaks of a relationship that we have with Christ through the Holy Spirit of God. Um, that 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 entails a, a life. You know what I'm saying? That that entails life, and, and I want anybody to know the greatest relationship, uh, the greatest friend, the, the greatest anything that you'd have in that moment. Uh, I'm reminded King Jehoshaphat is standing, and there's two armies greater than him, and he puts the choir in front, and they sing praises to an <laughs> almighty God, and they, they've turned. So for sure, for sure. But it's not that I wield the authority to speak the name. The authority 
is in Christ. Yes. Where do yeah. I fall in line with that? It's in my relationship, an accurate relationship yeah. mm. with Christ. And if if you have an accurate view of your sin, you have an, you'll have an accurate view of self, and, and it's at that point that you have an accurate view of God. And and in what you said, the submission that we have to an Almighty God, yes, guaranteed. I mean, I guarantee you, I don't care what you're walking in or what you're walking through, when sin comes about, if you earnestly and truly turn to worship God and to pray to God and to lift Him up and 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 to call on Jesus' name, it's kind of hard. Uh, young people, I mean, I, I can remember in my college scene, you know what I'm saying, at that moment, knowing I'm not created for this, uh, knowing that this is not who I am. And in those moments, it was Christ. But it was a relationship that I had with Christ. Uh, it mm. wasn't like, you know, the Acts 19. I can just say the name and, and all those girls left or the, the beer went away or I quit mm-hmm. going. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You still walk through things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not a magical card you pull out of your back pocket. And uh, here's of a truth, Roman. He may not change the situation, but he'll always change how you view that situation. You see what I mean? That comes from having an accurate relationship. Well, by by his grace, <clears throat> he may not change the situation, but it, the, the situation will change you. For sure. He'll mold you. He'll make you, transform you in his likeness and image. Um, there's so many things that, that I, that I want to say, and I know that whenever I listen to this podcast, again, I'm like, God, I wish I would have said that. But let me say this last thing, and then I'm gonna, uh, I'll am gonna i turn it over to Paul here. Matthew chapter 17, guy had a lunatic son, um, vexed, followed in the fire. Disciples couldn't heal him. Right. Well, Jesus rebuked the devil. The child was cured that very hour. The disciples came up to him and said, How did you do it? Why, could, why couldn't we yeah. do that? And Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. Talks about the faith of the grain of the mustard seed. But he said, This type of power comes through prayer and fasting. And fasting. You talked about submission, Jake. Mm-hmm. And here's what submission looks like. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus prayed, Father, if there's any other way, there's anything else that you can do. But here's where he said, he said, not my will, mm-hmm. but your will be done. Yeah. And you know, there's time, Jake, that cancer comes. Yep. And everybody's praying for healing. Yep. Of course, right? Mm. Everybody's praying for deliverance mm-hmm. in true. Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people will say, God, if it is your will for me to face cancer, help me, give me strength sure. to face this. Right, Paul's affliction in the flesh, mm-hmm. the thorn that he bared. He said, I would rather glory in my infirmities so that the power of God may rest upon me. And so you see, when we go through things, that's when that's God's invitation closer. That's God resting upon us. That's total submission unto the Lord. Yeah. And if it's God's will to heal, praise God will be healed. But if yeah. it's God, Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. I mean, yeah. so... Uh, what you're saying in those proclamations is you are God and I'm not. Mm, I submit to your will, Lord. Yep. And you know what? I that's trust when you. I trust you. And that's when the enemy flees. Yep. The enemy says, well, like, there's nothing else we can do yeah. here. Yeah. It's over. It's when he, when he Party's says, over. To die is gain, to live is Christ. I yeah. mean, you know, what else does he have at that point? Yeah. You know, he's, he's consumed with your empty bag. That's it. Yeah. When empty you're sitting bag. there in that moment and you say, you know what? This may take my life, but God's still on the throne. Mm. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Jake, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Did, did you share everything that you want to share? Closing thoughts? Oh, yeah, we're good. I, I mean, we can go for three more hours. I'd love to have you back on, okay? <laughs> I enjoy this. Uh, Paul, I know that you, you're like a, a pressure cooker over there that's just ready to go. Mm. So let that steam out. You think? <laughs> yeah, it all boils down to, you know, the heart. That that relationship in the heart. You know, you think about it, and uh, we've really hit home. It's about what you say. What What are you saying? What are you saying? And what do we all know? In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning word was what? With God, the Word. Was God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He, mm-hmm. It became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. And it also says if you hide His Word in your heart, you won't sin against Him. So what are you saying? You know, I think today, a lot of times, like back in the disciples' day, you know, uh, them Pharisees and stuff, they were like arguing over petty stuff, like not washing their hands and eating bread or not doing this, not doing that. And and we find ourselves nowadays in a lot of petty things in the church, you know, and it causes divisions and, and things happen and, and people get on whatever. But listen, listen to what Jesus himself said. Now, remember, in the beginning was the word. Hide his word in your heart. Listen to this. Listen to what Jesus says. It's so beautiful. And he called the people to him, and he said to them, hear and understand. Listen. What do we listen to? His word. Mm -hmm. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Ooh, what does Matthew 12 and Luke 6 say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whew. God, this has been a good episode. If you'll really listen. This is deep. Then the disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain the parable to us, Jesus. And he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? It's gone. It's expelled. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person for out of the heart come evil thoughts murder adultery sexual immorality theft false witness and slander these are what defile a person but to eat with unwashed hand does not defile anybody we worry about all these fickle things that cause division that, that that separate us, and he says, I am the God of unity. I am the God of community. I am the God of bringing you together. And if you will take my word and you will hide it into my heart, you will watch what you say, and what you say will be of me. And when it is of me, the word of truth will be rightly divided, and then I will call all people unto me for repentance. And those which have been called and separated, hey, what does it say over in Romans? All things work together for the good of those Romans, who love the Lord. Romans 28. Yeah, all things, work together, all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord. Those being in Christ. But you got to be in Christ. And, and also in Romans, it talks about, it's another spot. It says, to those who are called, 
to those according who are called. To his purpose, to, yeah. to, according to his purpose. So if you're called, that word's going to hide. And when you hide it, it's going to be rightly divided. And then he'll work together for you good if you're called. But I think we got a lot of people that are that they're thinking they're called. But like Jake said, they may have a counterfeit. Mm. Because, listen, when you're really called, Jake, you ain't the same no more. It's, a, it's, a, it's not the prayer you prayed that gives the evidence. It's the life. You live. That's it. He says, First uh, John, I write these things that you may know. Yeah. And he says, hey, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Yep. And they're not grievous, and it's not like a problem. Like, and it ain't I, burdensome. I'm not upset that I'm not drunk right now. I'm not upset yeah. that I'm sitting here opening this word. Yeah. It's a joy. He yeah. is my life. Yeah. And, and, and with my life, I will testify to that statement. Where does it say that my life is hidden in him? And being found in him. Ooh. Not having your own righteousness. Yeah. Dude, my life is hidden in him. <laughs> in him. What? Him. Hallelujah, oh. Jesus, him. Get some of him. Amen. <laughs> well, guys, I tell you what, I believe there's still more left on the table here. Mm. We're going to have to have Jake back for another episode. Jake, thanks for coming yeah, on board. thank you. Uh, and I hope that people enjoyed this word. Hope people enjoyed this episode. Did God say? Mm. And there are more common phrasings or sayings that are in the church that's not necessarily in scripture. So be diligent out there, man or woman of God. Study that word, okay? And then find other men of God that you can sharpen yourself with, Mm. okay? True. So, uh, Brother Jake, thank you for coming on board. Thank you. Paul, it's been another good episode. Live the dream. It's been Truth Revival episode 26. (coughs) We're out of here.